You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Good day to you. I'm Pastor Craig Beeman, and today we're looking at loving our enemies. Loving our enemies. Today on Words of Encouragement. As this world uh, continues to change and sin becomes more accepted, we as Christians, if we are living as we should, are going to stand out from the rest of this world. We're going to stand out from the rest of this world simply because we are believers and we're living our lives for Christ. And it's going to be more noticeable in the days ahead than I believe it has been in the past here in our own country. For some of us, it will be hard. But for some of us, we will stand up and take what the world throws at us, knowing that when we walk with Jesus, we're doing that which pleases God. And that's more important than anything. The defining factor between us and the rest of this world is our possession and the use of the love of God. It makes us different than everyone else in the world, and it should. It is divine love that has been given to us by a divine being. And so it's going to make us different. It's going to make us different in the way that we live our lives, the way that we treat each other, the way we react, the way we act, the way we speak. It's going to make a difference. If you are able and willing, would you stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God? This is the Word of God to the people of God. And in Luke chapter 6, verses 27 and 28, the Bible says this, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. May the Word of God be impressed upon our hearts today. May it be impressed upon our hearts in such a way that we not only hear the word of God, but we live the word of God. I want to invite you to be seated. Jesus says here in this passage of scripture, love your enemies. But first, we've got to ask, and we would if we are one of those who just can't take a blanket, a blanket, state, a blanket statement that just says, love your enemies. It's funny how we like to, as Christians, strip away at the word of God and try to say, well, now what does he, does he, really he doesn't mean love all our enemies. I mean, we, we are so good at trying to figure out how we can get past some of what God commands, and we think we're okay. Somehow we can frame it in a way, well, it just doesn't apply to this enemy or this enemy. It's interesting how we do that. But first, what kind of love is this? This is the agape kind of love. It is the love that has a genuine concern for someone irrespective of his or her attractiveness or of the likelihood of... Re I knew I was going to mess this word up. Any likelihood of any reciprocation in kind. In other words, 
not loving someone thinking, what am I getting out of this? What do I get for loving them? Look, God wants me to love other people. Well, what do I get out of it? Oh my, is that the way we are to live as Christians in this world? What do I get out of it? That's the world's mentality. That is the selfishness of the world that is all around us. What do I get out of this? Have you listened to commercials lately? You deserve, I think probably, I mean, it did not start with McDonald's, but a long time ago, you deserve a break today. Oh, I deserve a break. Oh, that's right. They're right. I deserve a break. You deserve this. You deserve that. A lot of the commercials today are telling us what we deserve. We don't deserve anything. Truth be told, we don't deserve anything. We are people living on a planet who have a God who loves us, and, who, and, and we are people that live on a planet with other people who do not know God. Some know God. Some do not know God. Some are walking with the Lord. Some are not walking with the Lord. We're living on a planet, that, and we don't deserve anything. And it's interesting how many times the people on TV tell us, oh, yeah, we deserve, we deserve this. Jesus is appealing not to our emotions, but to how we are to act. You will not feel as if you want to love those who hate you. You're not going to have this overwhelming desire to love your enemy. And so Jesus tells us, love your enemy. He has to tell us to do that because that's not something we're just going to do automatically, is it? It's just not. I mean, somebody doesn't like us, our base reaction, our first reaction is to not like them. Well, they don't like me. I don't like them. Huh. I just can't believe. My goodness. I don't know what's wrong with them. You know, and we center on that. We center on the issue. And look, God says to us, love your enemies. Oh, that's hard. Oh, yes, it is. But listen to this. Jesus also does not limit the amount of love we are to show to an enemy. Oh, Brother Craig, please don't go there. He, in addition to that, does not limit the type of enemy. He doesn't limit the amount of love we're to show to an enemy. He doesn't say, okay, well, now you just need to smile at those who hate you. Okay, that's good. You just smile at them and that's enough. You'll be good with me. God says, you just, just smile. No, he doesn't do that. He says, love your enemy. Oh, no. That seems to be more than smiling. I don't know if I like that. Well, we may not like that. But Jesus says to us, love your enemy. He also, as I said, does not limit the type of enemy. Well, it's just, you know, those enemies that we barely know. You know, I heard that so-and-so doesn't like me. Well, I can be nice to them. I don't know them very well, so I can love them maybe. There's no limit there's no limit on the type of enemy. It might be somebody you know very well that has wronged you in a, in a way that has just really hurt you. And even then, Jesus says, love your enemies. He does not say, love your enemies if they forgive you. He does not say, love your enemies if they are nice to you. He does not say, love your enemies as long as they are of the same political or religious persuasion. He says, to those who hear... Love your enemies. These are those who are listening, those who are seeking to hear. He's not speaking to the casual listener. The one who, oh yeah, yeah, God is talking about something about loving enemies. Okay, yeah. No, if you're listening, Jesus says, look, I hope that you are. If you're my child, you are really listening. And if you are, love your enemies. That's what he says. 
He's not just speaking to the one who's just hanging around listening with their ears but not interested in hearing with their heart. We have too many of those kind of Jesus followers in our world. They pick and choose what they want to hear. What They pick and choose what God's word says to them. They just decide, well, now there you go. Okay, well, I like this part. I always like this. You, have you ever run across Christians who have a favorite verse? Now, that's a good thing. You know, it's all right to have, you know, as a pastor, I have to say I like all of them, you know. They're all my favorite. I mean, you can, oh, you get real picky and oh my, is, is something not good in the Bible to follow? When you come across some who stick with their favorite verse and forget about the others totally just because they like that one. We've got to consume the entire Bible. We've got to accept the Bible as God's word to us as believers. And we've got to realize that it was all there for us, not just little portions, but all of it. And we have to accept that. We have too many people who decide what they want to follow in the word of God and what they don't want to follow. We may find it difficult to love our enemies when they as sinners show their hatred by avoiding us or rejecting us in some way, insulting us, physically abusing us, maybe even suing us. This is expected behavior from a sinner. And that's part of the point Jesus is trying to make here. We're not to be like they are. We're not to be like they are. Oh, well, they, they insult me. Well, I'll insult them. Oh, well, okay. If you want to step down from the plane you're supposed to be living on and be like them, it's going to cause an issue. It's going to be trouble. It's not going to be good when we decide to step down to their level. We're not to be like they are. We're, to, we're not to act like this world. We're to stand out from this world as his children and wave the banner of love at them and say, hey, I love you through Jesus. Now, Dennis Swanberg used to make fun of that. He used to have a little routine that he did, and he'd say, I love you through Jesus. <laughs> and he, 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 was, he, meant to, he meant he didn't, but through Jesus is the only way I can love you. <laughs> but through Jesus, we can. We can love other people, even though they may be considered our enemies, those who have wronged us. We can love them. Think about how things go when we, we respond to those who hate us with hate, when we respond with hate to those who hate us. The tension builds, and resolution is nowhere in sight. Resolution is nowhere in sight. When no one is the bigger person and decides to show love, then the situation is escalated to a point where real mental anguish and even physical harm can occur. You don't want to be there. I can tell you you don't want to be there. That's a horrible place to be with someone else, to where things are elevated to the point where you're just, boy, you're just ready to, to fight them. We as children of God are called to live higher than that. Is it hard? Brother Craig, you don't have a clue. Oh, I don't. I've been through stuff in my life too. I've had to face things and people, situations and people who have decided they don't like me. And it's hard to deal with it. It is hard. It's absolutely hard to love one who has decided not to love you. This love is th th that we're supposed to have is not for what they have done. This love is for the person. Loving your enemy is loving that person. It is a benevolent love. 
It is an I have chosen to love you anyway type of love. Sometimes that's hard to get to. Sometimes it's hard for you to get to that point with someone else. Because all you're looking at is what they've done to you. They hurt me. They hurt me. Brother Craig, you don't know. You've not walked in my path. You've not been in my situation. No, I haven't. But I have a God who knows what you're going through. And I have a God who has told all of us to love our enemies. Ah. Boy, I wish we could just strike out what we don't like. Well, then what would we have? What would we have? Not much. <laughs> Not much. It's hard to love someone who's chosen not to love you, but do you know that if you, if you decide to look at them as a person who is in need of the love of God, it can help. Oh, but they insulted me. I... You look over that, you look beyond that, you look at that person, you realize they are a person that has been placed on this planet, just like you and I have, and they need the love of God. It's reframing your thinking process is what you're doing here. You're deciding that you're going to follow the command of Jesus, love my enemies, I'm going to do it. If it just, I mean, if it just tears me apart, I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure out how to do it because Jesus has told us to love our enemies. So I'm going to look at that person as a person in need of the love of God. If I can do that, if you can do that, they're a person in need of the love. Oh, man, it changes the perspective. They're in need of the love of God. Why did they do what they did? I, look, I don't know why they did it. They did it. But they're in need of the love of God. That's what's happening. They're in need of His love. Let me encourage you to choose to love those whom you consider to be your enemies. You may feel as if you are weak if you choose to love your enemies. Have you ever thought about that? Some people may say, oh, well, <laughs> you just need to hold that grudge. You just need to hold that grudge for the rest of your life against that person. They wronged you and you are right to hold the grudge. You, are, you will have friends that will come alongside of you that will encourage you. Oh, yeah, I'll, I don't like them either. I'll, I'll, I'll not like them with you. <laughs> I'm your friend. I will not like them with you. So we'll just not like, we'll put it down, we'll write that down that we don't like this person. And we'll live our lives not liking that person. Listen, you may feel like you're weak if you choose to love your enemies. But let me ask you something. Does doing the difficult thing show that you are strong or does your strength show best when you take the easy route? The easy route would be hold that grudge. Hold that hate against that person. That's the easy thing to do. Oh, I can do, I can do that real easy if I choose to. Hold that grudge forever. That's the easy thing to do. The harder thing to do, the difficult route, the strong person route would be to choose to love your enemy. That's the strong thing. That's the wise choice. That's the tough choice. But it's the right choice because Jesus has told us to. And Jesus is with us in that. Understand, this is not like a teacher telling you to do this work. You got to do this. Come on. Here's the paper. Fill it out. Do it. Do the work. This is not like that. This is a, a loving God who says, love your enemies. I'm right here holding your hand and I'm going to help you to do it. 
I want you to do it, so I'm not going to sit back there and watch you and tell you to love your enemy. Go do it. I'm with you. I'm with you in the situation. I'm with you in that, that those emotional times. I'm there to hold your hand. I'm there to give you strength. I'm there to help you in that time. We can do it. Love your enemies. Jesus doesn't sit back and watch and wait and wonder, are they going to do it today? Are they going to do it today? I'm going to watch them today and see if they can do it today. Oh, they disappointed me again. Good night. No, this is Jesus saying, I'm watching you, but I'm with you. By way of my Holy Spirit, I am there. You can. I can. Will you choose to love your enemies? Will you choose to love your enemies? That's a good question this morning for all of us to, to have to answer. Will you choose to love your enemies? The second thing, Jesus tells us to do good to our enemies. Oh, come on. This thing just seems to get a little worse every time we move along in the verse. What is this? He tells us to do good. The second part of verse 27 says, Do good to those who hate you. Oh, man. <laughs> Can't I just say I love my enemy? Can't I just say that? Can't someone come up to me and know that that person wronged me and me just say to them, oh, but I love them. Can't that just be enough? Can't that be just enough? Well, it wasn't enough for God to tell us that he loved us. God showed us on a cross. He showed us when Jesus died on that cross. His love was on display on that cross. He didn't sit back up in heaven and say, I love y'all. Hope y'all get it. Hope y'all understand. No, he showed us on the cross. He showed us in a vivid, <laughs> vivid way that he loves us by providing for us forgiveness of sin on that cross. He showed us. He did something. He did good to us. Wow. This loving, loving enemies. My goodness, I don't know. You know, this, if we could do it that way, if we could just say, well, I love them, you know, if we could do that, that's almost to me like, like when we say, or when others say to us, sending good thoughts your way. My day never changes. I still feel the same way. Sending good thoughts. Okay, well, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know, I don't know how that helps me. I, I'm glad you're thinking good thoughts. But if you came over and like sat near me in my time of pain and turmoil, if you like called me and said, hey, can I pray with you? If you did something, I could really grab hold of that. This is the same thing as saying, well I, well, I, well, I love them as long as I'm not near them. I love my enemy as long as I don't see them. I love my enemy as long as I don't think about them. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Jesus says do good to those who hate you. That means we're going to have to do something. No one will ever know that we are different until we see and experience, until they see and experience the difference. They will never know that we are of God unless they see and experience the difference He's made in our lives and the difference that we show them. 
as long as we keep acting and speaking like everyone else in this world, it will be very difficult to see that we are different than the world. Others should never, ever, ever, ever have to wonder if we belong to God. If we are God's children, no one should ever question. They should never have to question. Well, I don't think they're a believer. I don't think they follow Jesus. I just don't know about that one. I don't know. They should never have to question because of our commitment to Christ. And we walk with Him. And we seek to do the right thing. And when we mess up, we make it right. We don't just continue on and say, well, you know, I messed up, oh, whatever. And people are looking saying, well, golly, he really hurt that person back there. Why, why hasn't he made it right with them? What happened? Whole another sermon on that, amen? I mean, we've got to live the life of following Christ. But no one will see it unless we live it. This loving our enemies is truly something we must do. It is not a legal duty, but it is something that God calls on us to do. So it should be a reason enough to do it. Think about it. God himself chose to love us even though we were steeped in sin. I mean, we're, I mean we're, we were the sinful, sinful people in the midst of sinning. And Jesus died on that cross anyway for us. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough to love someone when they're hating you. But that's what God did. He looked past the sin. He saw a human heart. He saw that, he, that, that, that that human heart was in need of forgiveness and in need of love. He did not excuse the sin, but he looked past that sin and he saw the person. And he saw that the person is in need of his presence in their life. We must do the same with people. We must see that they are in need of the love of God and seek to show them His love by doing good to them. Doing good to those who have offended us sounds just crazy. Someone might say, doesn't this mean we're rewarding them for bad behavior? No, this means we're being loving. We treat them nicely. Why? They may feel like they don't deserve it. But just because, just because we do not think they deserve it does not give us the right to abuse them physically, verbally, we're to treat that person well and right, no matter how they treat us. This doing good to our enemies is an attitude of the heart. It is the difference maker in our world. When a Christian chooses to reflect God in their attitudes, things change. People change. Our world can change. Will you choose to do good to your enemies? Will you choose to do good to your, to your enemies? That's the second question. The last thing, Jesus says, love your enemies through your actions. Oh, goodness. The first part of verse 28 says, bless those who curse you. Oh, my. God sure calls on us to do things that make us depend on him, doesn't he? You think God wants us to be closer to him? I think he does it in various ways, but I think this is one of the ways. He calls on us to do that which is impossible in our own ability because he knows we need his help. I'm getting the picture that that is exactly what he wants to do, to draw us to him. He tells us to bless those who curse us. To curse? To curse us? That means to invoke harm on someone, to Invoke is to call for with earnest desire. If someone with, is calling with earnest desire for harm to come your way, you need to know that you need to depend on the divine supernatural power of God in order to bless them or invoke good will towards them. Second part of verse 28 says, pray for those who mistreat you. Uh, King James says, despitefully use you. I like that because it just seems more powerful. Mistreat. 
uh, is good, but despitefully use you. Boy, that's, that's, that's tough stuff. Have you ever done that? Have you ever prayed for those who've cut you off on the highway? I may do it sarcastically, but I do it. Does that count? I don't know. <laughs> Dear God, be with that person. Help them to get in the right. Help them to slow down. <laughs> do you ever pray for those who've hurt you? Dear God, be with them. Something's wrong with their heart. Lord, they're going through something that, is, uh, that, that, is, that has said that it's okay to treat people like they treated me. Father, help them. Help them. Whatever it is that's going on, help them. Have you tried praying for those who hate you? Because if you have, something very interesting happens when, uh, when you do that. When you pray for those who do not like you, something interesting happens. You begin to see them as human beings. You begin to see them uh, as people on the same plane as you. They're, I mean, they're in this world as far as that plane is concerned. They're in this world with you. And they're another person, a human being. They're not below you. They're on common ground. And they are just as in need of the love of God as you are. If the devil can get you to place yourself out of the realm of normal humans, you can continue to target and hate them. If, you, if the devil can convince you, oh, you're better than all those people, those rotten sinners in the world. If the devil can convince you of that, then you've placed yourself outside of them and you can continue to target them, hate them, and, and, and be mean to them. Devil's good. Don't let him get you. Don't let him pull you off to the side making you think, well, all righty, I'm a whole lot better than they are. God calls on us to pray for them, knowing that when we do, we place them before us as a person in need of God's help. They then are not an object upon which to hate, but for which to care. Wow. Wow. Take the one whom you consider your enemy and place them before you as an object of prayer. Do good to them. Pray to God for them. Pray for them. But Brother Craig, no. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't back up and say you can't. There's no out because Jesus says, love your enemies. There it is. There's no, there, there's no way out of it. There's no way to backtrack. There's no way to say now, oops, and this goes, points to me too. There's no way for you now to leave this building and say, well, I've never heard that about loving enemies. I've never heard that before. Never heard it. Don't know what that's about. Now we're responsible for what God has said, spoken to us today. What is he saying to you today? Will you choose to love your enemies? Will you choose to do good to your enemies? Will you choose to show your enemies love through your speech and prayers? Will you love your enemies? We live in a world that has suddenly, I, I don't know what is going on except for the fact that everybody has become an expert on everything. It's amazing. I have friends who went into the medical field and they suddenly have become uh, experts in uh, war tactics. And I'm like, huh? And I've got the other, those who went into the military and suddenly they're medical professionals. And they're not. They're not, if you understand what I'm saying. But they, they, they talk like it, as if they know it all. And I'm like, wow. Some of those situations, some of those situations have led to uh, a problem between people. And there's been issues 
you know, and you've got dear friends that suddenly, oh no, y'all don't see this things the same, and you're you're butting heads, and you're like, what? What is going on? This is it. This is it right here. This is the tool, the Word of God, and this is the tool that we've heard this morning: loving our neighbors, loving our enemies, loving our enemies, and this is it. This is how we do it. We're Christians. We're God's people, and this is how we handle it. This is it. Praise God he gives us direction. Praise God he cares enough about us that that he wants us to get along down here. He's not just waiting for us to all get up there to heaven where everything's going to be fine. He wants us to get along down here. Praise God for a God who cares. Thank you for listening to Words of Encouragement. Uh, I know sometimes uh, the words of Jesus are difficult to hear. In fact, this sermon was actually easy for me to preach, but I guess really for all of us, hard to put into practice. Uh, it's, it is hard. Uh, and yet, God is helping us to understand that He is with us and He will help us to love our enemies. I'm thankful that God is not someone who just tells us what to do and waits for us to do it. He is actually one who tells us what to do holds our hands, and walks with us through it, giving us the power, giving us the strength we need to do what he's called us to do. It's a very unusual situation. Nowhere else in life do we find anything like this, uh, except maybe in a mentor program, uh, which, uh, you know, people have finally realized that, hey, if you walk alongside someone and slowly teach them as you go, that sure works out. And with God, He not only teaches us how to love our enemies, He gives us the power to love our enemies. And, and, and really, no mentorship can teach that or do that for us. Only God. Only God. I'm praying for you, if you have an enemy or someone you consider an enemy, that you will be able to love them, do good to them, and pray for them. You can contact us at fbcwboro at gmail.com or you can just simply go to fbcwinsboro.com. That's fbcwinsboro.com. And you can contact us there and interact with us. Uh, we'd love, of course, if you were ever in Louisiana uh, and near the Winsboro area, we'd love to meet you. We would love to meet you face to face. For now, I just want you to remember, never forget that God loves you. He cares for you. And you matter to him and to us at the First Baptist Church of Winsboro.